Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Ms. Jenkins, and I'm a speech therapist. And I guess a lot of you are wondering, why do I need speech therapy? Yeah! <laughs> I already know how to speak. What can I learn here? You know, sometimes people don't even realize they have a speech impediment. What's a speech impediment? Speech impediment? <laughs> Fuck. to you from beautiful upstate New York. This is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Hi, Bruce. Hi, guys. I almost got you guys back on weeklies now, right? Bite me. This, this is not... <laughs> we're not staying on weeklies. Uh, this is episode 187. Nice. Yes, the, this this latest fun, I, I have to say, with, with Bruce here, like we're recording this week, so... I asked him Friday at 10.32, I got right here, what time we recording Sunday? He immediately responds, which is unusual, in the evening. I'm going to find out in a few minutes. Like, okay. Saturday night, and I realize he still hasn't gotten back to me. So when are we recording? And then at 7.30 this morning, he tells me 7 p.m. Sorry, was sleeping. sleeping. You were sleeping at 10 p.m. I was sleeping at 9 p.m. Wow, you're old. I'm old. You're old. I wow. am old, but we have a guest. We have a guest. Who's our guest, Bruce? You know him from Marco Pinball. He is one of the guys that does the show of shows for tech. His name is Kyle Spateri. Hi, Kyle. Hello. How are you guys? All righty. How Great. are you? Is that what it's called, the show of shows? The show of shows, because he's the first one that really does a good almost weekly or bi-week. What is it, like bi-weekly now? It's supposed to be weekly, but yeah. just since I've been on the road so much going to all the, the pinball shows, it's kind of uh, every other week, but yeah. it's going to be weekly now until yes. I go to the next show. <laughs> <laughs> he does tech shows for uh, Marco. He does a, you've done almost, what, 100 and... Almost 100 episodes, I think. Yeah, um, I thought so. I, th- I thought it was... Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm surprised no one's canceled us yet, but um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's uh, it's fun to teach people and show people things that I know um, and I want to share. So, excellent. So we get to ask you the number one question in the world. Oh, that one. Yes, this one. Oh, How did you get in the pinball hobby? <sighs> um. <laughs> well, long answer or short answer. Uh, when I was a kid. Pinball was the most magical thing because it offered something I couldn't ever do at home. Uh, So video games were interesting, but those weird plywood boxes uh, that made a bunch of noise were very interesting. So I got to go, I used to ride my bicycle all over the place, all the bowling alleys and the laser tag place in my town that had pinball to go try to find all the games that I could. Now, mind you, this was maybe the year 2000. When I uh, when I was doing this, so there wasn't a lot of new games, but it was fun to find the backlog of games, right? Anyways, fast forward. One day I was riding my bike and I saw a creature from the Black Lagoon sitting on the side of the road. I went into the business. I inquired. It was for sale. I called every friend I knew and borrowed as much money as I could and a truck. And I bought a creature from the Black Lagoon for $800 and it was exactly as you'd expect an $800 creature from the Black Lagoon would look like. And I had to learn to fix it. And that's what started my obsession. (laughs) 
it was back in the what, what that was like 2008. So there was a lot of RGP uh, ways to learn how to fix pinball games through the internet. I was very lucky to have some people local. The late great Steve Charland and um, a fellow you guys might know by the name of Cliffy, Cliff Rainier, and Steve kind of showed me the ropes on how to fix games and what I needed to do, and I fixed my game. It was glorious. Fast forward a few years, I got sick of working in the motorcycle industry, and I had been volunteering at the Pacific Pinball Museum in Alameda, California. I shared with Mike Sheese that I was sick of my job. I hated it. And he said, I'll pay you to fix pinball machines. We've got 1,400 of them. Get to work. And that's how I started in the pinball industry. 1,400 pinball machines to repair. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's a really magical place. Um, they have a lot of games. They have about 100 or so in their commercial location, like where you can go in, pay an admittance to go see and learn about the games. But they have a warehouse I couldn't even tell you how big this place was, but I mean, there was at least 700, 600 games on legs and about the same amount on their backs. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, They got this warehouse to do the Pacific Pinball Expo 2016 and um, got all those games working. It was incredible. But, you know, that's, I think, something also, sorry, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but one thing I feel lucky about with learning how to work on games in that kind of manners, because I, mean, I was working on wood rails and 80s solid state games and 90s DMD games and everything in between, kind of all at the same time. So I kind of amassed a, <laughs> a trial by fire knowledge there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, how did you get to Marco? That's like across the country there. Yeah, yeah. that's South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> So I was working with a uh, guy called uh, Chris Kuntz, the pinball pirate in Benicia, California. That guy's forgotten more about pinball than I'll ever know. He's incredible. Uh, but, I, you know, we used to go to the trade shows and Marco would be at the shows and I'd go to all the shows. And one day, you know, I was kind of hanging out with Mark Mandeltort, rest in peace. And, you know, he's just like, what's it going to take you to get to move to South Carolina and work for me? <laughs> and that started a long discussion. So. One thing led to another, and uh, through Mark's massive amount of passion and uh, his dedication of his life to keeping pinball games out of landfills, I followed him over to help his dream come true as well. Very cool. And how long have you been at Marco? I've been at Marco for almost, uh, coming up on three years now. I moved here in 2019. I kind of I, I work in the, the the product development, product management side of things there, so I get parts made. I fix problems with our parts. I try to make sure we don't have crap in stock. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it is. It is, because we try not to be that way. So No, no. We, 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 everyone, I guarantee, who's listening to this program has used Marco, which is great. And you guys, you know, uh, have I've never had a problem with you guys, actually. That's the good thing about that. Crystal's great down there, too. She always sends me little notes when I order my stuff. <laughs> yeah, she always tell me, I got to talk to Bruce today. And I was like, oh, good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's hard, you know. I mean, I do hear about the negative side about it oh, a lot. You know, but at the same time, let me fill you all in with the, everyone, the entire audience. It's It's difficult keeping 20 something thousand items in stock, you know, and sometimes we have like 20,000 physical SKUs and another five digits and virtual SKUs like kits that get put together. 
But, you know, sometimes it's a stinker slips through. So it's great when everyone lets us know so we can get in there and fix it. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think I said the short answer. So sorry, that was really long winded. No, that's totally fine. No, this is a show about you and getting to know you more and and you can join us in our wackiness. So what oh. is your show usually on? Okay, yeah, so the show, we stream it on what uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. It is at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday afternoons. And um, you can catch us on any of those platforms. Twitch is the most fun because there's all sorts of funny emotes. But if you're not into that, YouTube and Facebook work fine. We kind of try to base the show around... Again, if I think about how I had to learn to fix my game, you know, and using message boards and stuff like that, I I, I try to teach people things that I wish I would have known or could have learned going through pinball repair and diagnostics, etc. You know, just trying to teach the newbies stuff as much as I can, but also advanced stuff, too. We do a lot of board work and that kind of diagnostic as well. So what's your favorite system to work on? I think like everyone else that comes on your show, the classic Bally Stern, that's just my favorite. It's just easy. I understand it the most, you know. That being said, I also do like the 6803 system just because it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> I'm working on one right now and it's oh, it's so weird. Does it have the number pad? Yes, it does. Mine has the number oh pad. Oh my God. Okay. I'm working on a heavy metal meltdown. Oh, cool. It's weird when I'm looking at the schematics. Some of the schematics show the fuse holder on the left-hand side. Bally came up with this humongous fuse holder that's like 15 fuses on one board. And half of the schematics don't show that. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know if I've ever really gotten into a heavy metal meltdown before. Those are the games I work on the least, just because you don't see them very often, you know? You don't. And the the cabinets barely hold together as it is. Yeah. There's just one step up above, uh, you know, uh, some of the European Williams schemes. You know, what was it? This Sonics. Yeah, the Sonics. The, you know, yeah. the cabinet is barely above that level of Sonic. So why are they barely above that level? Explain to our listeners, Bruce. Because they're particle board. They're particle board. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that they're not even particle board. <laughs> I always tell people they're just made out of, like, stale cornflakes and super glue. Yes. It's like they're so awful. They are. And they tried weird stuff, like some of the shapes. Dungeons and Dragons has the bizarre cutout bottom. The cutout the, the, bottom. The, the, yeah, it's weird. They yeah. had a couple of games like that. They had Dungeons and Dragons, they had Black Blackwater, Water. and there's one other one, if I remember correctly, that did that, the, the weird cabinet. Three of them. Was it Escape from the Lost World, maybe? It was, yes, that is it, yeah. the third one. I think. Yeah. I'm almost positive. But yes, they had the weird, ugly cabinets. But they have lots of lights. Oh, yes, they have. Abilities of lights beyond lights of all lights. Yeah, and two lamp matrixes, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. no. (laughs) But uh, so what's your worst? Which one do you hate the most working on? I'm going to throw up defense of System 80, but I'm going to say that I dislike working on System 1 games Mm. because I don't like just board swapping. Yeah. I find the only sensible way to fix a system one game while you're charging someone by the hour, unfortunately is to just swap words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the spider chip is just such a terrible, yes. terrible line. What's the spider chip, Bruce? What does that mean? <laughs> On the system one CPU board, they have a proprietary chip from 
Rockwell, which is called the Spider Chip, which was really outdated before it even started. Also, it was outdated even in 1970-whatever when they did it. Yeah, 77 when they were designing, 76, 77. It was really from like 74, 75, and it was just – they didn't think ahead. Yeah. I, I think for its credit, talking to people who operated these games way back in the day, they were pretty reliable. They were um, until they crapped out and then you were screwed. Yeah, because they weren't designed to last for three decades, right? No, so Not even no, – literally, it was like 84, 83. You just seen all these just drop off the face of the earth, it seemed like. Cause, really? Yeah, the connectors, batteries started crapping out and just leaking all over the place and just forget about it. You were done then. It's hard yeah. to keep one running with the originals. Some people do. We have one at our place that has original board in it. Our genius What's... original. Oh, that's see, I was going to say, though, some of some of my favorite games are System 1 games, though. Yes, Pinball Pool, Genie, mm-hmm. Roller Disco's fun, Joker Poker. I don't know. Yeah. Countdown. Countdown's a cool one, yeah. Yep, there's a lot of good System 1 games. And yeah. you do have the board swap if you are fixing somebody else's. Or in a commercial operated environment like yes. the Rochester Pinball Collective. Wow. The Rochester Pinball Collective, Bruce. <laughs> 349 <laughs> West Commercial Street in East Rochester, New York. Suite 2965 in beautiful Rochester, New York. The guest stole my line. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, did you plug it on your other podcast? <laughs> what podcast would that be, Ron? <laughs> well, my other podcast, of course, is the Silverball Chronicles. This can be uh, heard on the Pinball Network. Check out our latest episode on John Papaduke. Were you actually able to sleep at night after that episode? I was able to sleep. I, I didn't buy any of his games. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. I have, I have his best game. Oh no! World Cup uh, Soccer. World Cup Soccer. He yep. does have World Cup Soccer, which it is the best game because he didn't really work on it that much. No, oh, that's that's all. John <laughs> he pa- didn't. Come on, the those, mechanics those, were all worked those on ramps, by somebody else. Those ramps are all John Papadouk. Oh no, but the mechanics are not. I would say the the rules were not him. I think part of the mechanics weren't either. Okay, okay, Bruce. <laughs> but hey, I, we're gonna have a new deep root soon. A new deep root. Really? Oh God. Oh. Did you hear yeah. about this, Ron? Yeah, it's like the company that did all the programming for Deep Root. They bought a lot of their they stuff. They bought a lot of this stuff in the bankruptcy auction mm-hmm. and somehow taken over the site and put some kind of message code thing up saying what? In binary. Yeah, look to uh, the future or some bullshit yeah, like that. No, it, it's not over yet or something like so, that. Something like that. I, yeah. Hey, guys, it's fucking over. Yeah, it's it's over. Please let it die. Every, ah. Everyone's moved on. Just for you. let it die. Did either of you guys get to play the retro zombie, whatever I it's called? I did not, and I'm disappointed because that's one game I'll never get to play, probably. I got to play it in Houston in 2019, and this was before they brought the uh, you know that, that, that control bar thing out. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't – it felt like a bad WPC game. Not a bad. It just felt like a game that was kind of like, yeah, that's that's Hurricane, and then you're just like that. That that's to me, in, in my limited amount of time playing the game, it was not. I don't know, revolutionary. Maybe if it had all of those cool features like that crazy lockdown bar, I would have been a little more impressed. But it just kind of felt the pin bar. <laughs> I mean, unless you worked at Deep Red, I guess the only two times you could have played it 
were, well, if you were one of the deep six, you were at the Houston show it was at, or you were at that one location they had it at for like they a day. Around Houston. Around yeah, Texas, they yeah. Yep. Oh, is it like Cidercade or something? It was something, something like that. Like it was that. in Austin. It was in Austin, yeah. Where's the pin bar? Where's the pin bar? <laughs> oh, that was good material, though. Yes. Uh, you, you, you never can be, you know, out of material. With Robert Mueller, no. No. Robert Mueller, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wonder how someone's taking their name, though, right? Like if this was a... they sold the rights. They sold everything. But aren't they in all sorts of crazy, like, lawsuits yeah, and litigation? Yeah, I don't know how that yeah. happens like, either. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. I agree. I, unless someone's getting paid something. I.e. all the old people they stole all the money from. <laughs> I don't get it. Let's see. What's the worst mech to work on? Oof. Um, oh, man. I'm try- I'm, I think I'm thinking about this too much. I should just say what's coming to mind. I know um, mine is. I hate the uh, time expander in Doctor Who. <sighs> I hate working on the mini play field on the Shadow. I'm probably going to say the time expander. I, you know what? No, I hate the damn bookcase on Adam's family. I don't know why. That bad because it comes out. Well, it comes out completely though. You know, and it's. But then you have to shim it, and if you don't remember that the shims are there, and you do it wrong, I don't know. I for some reason I just don't like that one. I don't know why. I got two myself. I got what two myself. It? Batman sixty six the rotisserie. Mm. It could be a bastard. But it removes completely, Bruce. Yeah, it removes completely, and it's got a node board buried deep inside of it. Oh. And that fails, you're screwed. And also uh, the brain bug on Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good high contender there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ron? The only mechs I've worked on are games I actually own. So, I mean, none that were too terrible. I mean, some of them are dumb. You wouldn't think they're not mechs per se, but like um, Dirty Harry, the crisscrossing plastic ramps. With the, the VUC wire form thing that comes up, and you have to take them off in a certain order. And when you're trying to put mm. them back, they're a pain in the ass. Or getting the stupid uh, ramp out of no fear because it was partially melted to try to replace the new with a new one. That was a pain in the ass. Other stuff that people have said were difficult wasn't really that bad. Like Star Trek Next Generation Subway. You like take off one ball popper, and you take off a shitload of screws, and you slide it over a little bit, and it comes right out. It's really not that bad. Yeah, I guess, I mean, everything in pinball is pretty damn procedural, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it kind of, look, how does this affect this, and what do I need to do next? I, I think if I simplified that answer, it would probably just still be pop bumpers. I hate pop bumpers. Oh, I, I like pop bumpers. I, I hate working on pop bumpers, especially when you're working on a game like, uh, I don't know, Doctor Who or something, and you got to rebuild all the pop bumpers, and that Playfield doesn't tilt up, you know, it just all the way. pivots yeah, just... and they're all the way down the bottom. And yeah. Take the playfield yeah. out, man. Take the playfield out. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it upside down. down. It's easier that way. <laughs> Take my heart. You wanted it from the start. You got it now. So goodbye. So rip it out. Watch me cry. <laughs> Let me guess. Kiss? Nope. No, that's not Kiss. That sounds like something Kiss would sing. Freely's Comet. It's Kiss then. No, it's not. It's Freely's Comet. It's the guitars from Kiss. No, it is. Actually, it is Ace Frehley. It's yeah. Ace Frehley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking oh. of Kiss, I got to play Kiss with that updated code from a few years ago when I was hanging out with uh, at my friend Mike Vinicor's house. And uh, that game's actually really fun now. 
I, I it can be. It was always fun. I'm Gene <laughs> Simmons of Kiss. It is the greatest game ever made. That and the <laughs> other Kiss are the two best pinball machines ever made. So you now's your chance. You can talk to Gene Simmons live on location. No, you can't talk to me unless you pay me. Go to kissonline.com where you can pay for 30 minutes. Uh, no, five minutes with me. Only $300. Huh, reasonable. Wow. That's very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the news this week. Okay, Bruce. What, what did he do now? Did his wig fly off? No, he was bashing Trump and Biden. Oh, so he hates them all. Did they both? Let me guess. They're both killing rock and roll. No, they're both killing the, the United States. Okay. Yes. Gene Simmons with his hot takes. I know, exactly. See? They're both killing it. Yes, they're, they're <laughs> killing it. As I am extremely rich, so I don't really care. <laughs> it does not affect me. It does not affect me at all. Unless the taxes keep on going up and they take more of my money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. All right. Um, let's see. How can I segue into a tech thing? Well, there, there was a George Gomez interview that just happened on the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Did you hear any of it? I did not. I've been very busy at work this past week. I did not either. Oh, no. he talks so about we the hear, we get to hear about you now talking about it. He talks about the rush scoop and how bad it was designed. He says a lot they... of things that I'm surprised that they they say. Okay, well, well, no, he just explained the whole thing. It's it's the stuff we already knew that the, the material was was, the material was incorrect, and then they had to do the ones for the LE. So they're they were like the version two, but that still wasn't the final thing. And then they finally had the final thing. Did he bring up what they're going to do with the damaged playfields? Uh, I didn't. No, I don't think so. Crickets, of course, on that. You know, well, I just call your distributor. But I thought the interesting thing was they're well aware of all the aftermarket scoop protectors. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned things like the 3D printed one. He didn't say the name, but it's the it's got to be the Ninja Camp ones. I think that's yeah. what it's called. And he said that they Stern has actually bought some of them and are testing them, not necessarily for Rush, but to see maybe for future games how they would last. I thought that was interesting. Can they just do the common sense thing? Everyone uses the kickout hole as a standard size. But if you know you're going to put a protector in it, make it bigger, and then put the protector on it so it's exactly the same size as it should have been. I don't remember, but did they use a double-sided protector for Rush, or was it two separate protectors for each scoop hole? Oh, that's was, a good question. It, I think it was two. It was two Yeah, different. I think it's two. There's a yeah. one in front, and there's a side yes. one. Yeah. 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 In that case, yeah, I think uh, Bruce has a very strong point there. Yeah, just they like, should make on, it as, as big as the hole on South Park, you know. Yes, <laughs> I love that. You the don't Cartman see hole. On that, do you? No, you don't see anywhere. <laughs> so obviously they just need to be way bigger and the problem is solved. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, not to overstep my bounds, but, you know, Stern definitely listens. You know, they do, they, they do hear the complaints. And I think the thing is, uh, that's a big ship. And sometimes it is difficult to get that big ship to to turn as quickly as some other things in the market, you know, but they definitely listen. So that's all I'll say on that. You hear that, Bruce? They listen. No, because guess what? The person who was on the interview is the one controlling the ship. <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh, that's why I need to go breaking down and that, listen. Breaking that thing a little bit harder, faster. <laughs> but he, he does say, I mean, I believe this. He says, like, if you, if you think we just sit there and we don't want to fix this stuff, or if we, we just don't care about all this stuff. No, 
wrong. You are wrong. There are people that believe that. They just don't care yeah. about fixing any of this stuff. No, not like JJP. Oh, <laughs> he had to <laughs> go there. Of course, uh, I did. As I've gotten to know uh, so many people that work at Stern, you know, public facing folk and behind the scenes folk and people that are just on the scene, right? It's like they all love pinball so oh, much. Yeah. Everyone does, you know. So just always remember that it's, it is frustrating. These are expensive toys and uh, it's definitely sad when things are not correct, but they love this stuff and they don't want to deliver crap. Or just remember that everyone. But they, also have to re- they also have to think about, and I'm going to say the other side of it is they should be more into the knee jerk thing of, whoa, these things aren't working. Let's stop the production line. So more crap doesn't keep on going out. They should be more knee jerk is what you're saying. No, they should be more like, whoa, there's a problem out there. Let's not keep on building this stuff like the time before this. Now with Rush, they actually did stop the line. And that's the way they have to be a little more proactive. I know they, no company wants to stop a production line, but if you're putting out crap and you're destroying play fields, I think this time they did the right thing by saying, whoa, we got to stop this. Mm-hmm. I know the, uh, the play field at the local – Oh, the, the, the place by yokel? me. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, scoop is quite destroyed at this point. Yeah, smokes. There's smokes. Yeah. Did someone take the scoop out or the protector out? Yep. There's no yeah. protector in it. Yep. I like okay. Zach's fix. Zach's fix was the best. Oh, where you just put like foam in it so you can't hit it you at all? You put foam in it so you couldn't, use the, you couldn't put a ball down it at all. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Did he get a protector for it eventually? Yes. Okay. You got the uh, updated kit. You put it in, and uh, it's working fine. And we have new code for that and for Godzilla this past week. Yes, another 10 gig uh, new code for Rush. I know. They wow. basically expect you to have gigabit internet at your house in order to uh, download it that way. Yes. So uh, Rush and Godzilla both are up to 0. 0.96, I think. Are both tied at 0. 0.96. Getting close to the 1.0. It's got a second wizard mode in it now, Rush. This the Cygnus yes. two, which I'll probably never get to. Have they added a lot of like uh, video assets and other visuals? Is that why the update's so big? Or I don't really. I didn't notice anything in the front side of it. So maybe on the higher up, you know, when you get into the it's all in that wizard mode there. that you can't get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten gigabytes of yes. assets just for one mode. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I, I don't know. The, to get to the second, see, the first one, I think I could get to. You have to play all six multiballs. The second one, the Cygnus 2, you need to finish all the modes, all the songs. I've never gotten through more than like two. Two, yeah. Even in my good games. So I, I just, I heard they made the songs a little easier, but damn, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have, or at least getting to the songs easier. I, did, a, I noticed a little more uh, video on Godzilla couple little things, but I was like, oh, that's different a little bit. And then, you know, if, when you're looking at it, if you're lucky enough to watch it. <laughs> was it uh, absolutely incredible? My incredible. God. Good My golly, Miss <laughs> The voice work on that game is incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. I agree completely. Jerry Thompson is kicking stuff out of the park with everything he puts his hands on that guy's insanely talented and i don't know he's great we are the exilians choose your fight (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man i love that um 
Yeah, I was thinking about this. Is this someone said this, and I don't know if it's true, but is pirates not at 1.0 code? The JJP's pirates? I don't think so, actually. Because someone said something like that they've had Wonka and Guns N' Roses, and they're both at like 1.0, but that game still isn't. Do either of you guys have a pirates? Or? No. Point nine nine. Okay. I mean, if they're going by the usual thing, does that mean it's not feature complete then? And well, maybe something when they else finally is... when they finally add pin score, or what's a what's a pin? What's one that they use? Score bit. Score bit. That will be one Okay, maybe. Maybe that'll be feature complete. I guess. Yeah, because that is is that's the one that's left. Yes. JJP does all of their software dev in house, correct? Uh, yes, they do. I mean, maybe yeah. they're working really hard on Toy Story. Yeah. What, what, did did someone say Toy Story? <laughs> I sure hope it's Toy Story because, like Bruce, um, I'm excited well, for that theme. So, do you think Toy Story is coming out soon, Bruce? Uh, no. Wait a minute. No, I keep hearing June, and you're saying it's going to be a fantastic, and you're saying no. 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 Even though they literally said they're kicking people out from tours and they're retooling yep. up the uh, production yep. line, you still don't yep. think, what nope. do you think it's coming out? I think it's going to be right after that. I think it's going to be July 4th weekend, right after that. Huh. huh. I think they've had a couple little issues, little hiccups. What do you think? Well, I've heard one person state this. and uh okay. And he's pretty reliable. In the past, he's mentioned things about JJP, and it's usually come true. I'm thinking they've had a couple little hiccups. I think they were trying for Fantastic. It still might happen. Maybe they'll just throw it like, you know, the old uh, Batman 66 out there. I would know. They can't do that. I would not, I would they, not do You that cannot myself. do that. Have the game behind Velvet Ropes and you can't play it. You can't do that. Yes, I no. know. I agree totally. But I, you know, I hope for them because it's been almost two years. It's getting pretty sad. It takes two years to get out of Pinball Machine. Uh, I mean, and how did they do Guns N' Roses? Was Guns N' Roses like, hey, wasn't it a TPF a few years ago? It's like, hey, it's no. done and you can come play it? Or did they just no. do a teaser? They did a teaser video. Yeah, they had a teaser video. They had an initial, a bunch of them ready to go. Yep. Okay. And I think that's also probably one of their things is if they're, they learned from last time, 100 wasn't enough in the beginning. Yeah, yeah they got swamped with orders and they could not exactly. fulfill so them. If, I think they're going to probably try to do a little bit more games, which would delay it a little bit more. How many games do they get out right now? What, three, five, maybe a day? So if you're trying to go for 300... It's got to be more than that a day. You don't see them dumping a lot of games out there. It's taken, what, almost two years for 3,500? Yeah. So... It's still a lot of units, though. I mean, it's, well, it it's is, not in the traditional scheme of things, but 3,500 units, I mean, that that's pretty good for, but, you know, smaller But don't companies. forget, there's a new game, new wiring, new all this stuff, working out the bugs, and then boxing and everything else. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit longer, and if they're just throwing out people out of the factory three or four weeks ago, it doesn't give you a lot of time to get a 300 games ready. So I think it's going to be July. I think everyone's fantastic thoughts and happiness and wondering it's going to be there. Eh, don't think so. Maybe I'll be wrong. Well, speaking of new games, I mean, Kyle, how does it feel when you go to these shows and Marco has all these latest and greatest sterns? 
<laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm really lucky because I got to work for a distributor for a long time, so I'd always have the new games all the time. Uh, but now it's even more fun because I get to share it with the people or something like that. Um, no, <laughs> it's super cool, man. It was really amazing last year when we did late MGC, 2021 MGC, and we had 38 or 40 Godzillas. Did y'all see the pictures of that show oh, at all? Yes, I oh, did. Yes. It was amazing. Oh, they were absolutely incredible. <laughs> that was so cool. It's just fun, though. It's fun to see the people come out and get to experience the new games and kind of go over it with them and see what they have to say about them instead of just kind of by themselves in an arcade or in their basement or something, you know. I just enjoy sharing pinball with people a lot. I think that's my favorite thing. It is fun to bring all these new games with us to the shows. Now, it does suck because it's usually my responsibility to set all of them up. Uh, when you're doing like 28 games and you're supposed to do it in like three hours, it's not fun, but we get it done. He's like the Santa Claus of pinball. <laughs> I was the Santa Claus of pinball one year. I think in like 2016, no, we delivered an Iron Maiden to a family. Oh, this lady came into the shop when I was working at the Pinball Pirate. And it was like, you know, three or four days before Christmas. She's like, I want this game, but here's the catch. I want it delivered on Christmas Eve at night. And I've never seen the guy I work for get so giddy before. <laughs> he was so excited for us to play like Secret Service Santa. You know, we got this game in the truck and we delivered it and pushed it into their garage, you know, at 1130 at night, then Christmas Eve. I would love to get a pinball machine for Christmas. That must be really exciting. So would I. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to give a pinball machine to Bruce, make sure it happens on Christmas this year. Woohoo! <laughs> well, if you want to give him a pinball machine to make arrangements, you can just email us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Because wow. I never look at the email. Only Ron does. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any Christmas-themed pinball machines? So South Park is snow and everything like that. And it's lame. Okay. Taxi, oh, has Santa. Uh, taxi has Santa Claus. Okay. Um, I think that's a missed market. Wow. Why isn't – no, there is that homebrew. That dude made a uh, elf. Yeah. He made an elf and there's elf also the – Elf in the Nightmare, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas one, yes. Christmas, yep. Yeah. Is that a Christmas movie or is that a uh, Halloween time movie? It's a Christmas, if I remember correctly. There's, there's Christmas stuff in there. Well, isn't it called The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it's, but it's, – It's Tim Burton, so it's just story as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to hear people's response to that question. I don't know why. <laughs> it is. It's a Christmas movie still. Just like Die Hard is. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. I knew you were going to go yes. there. Yes. Best okay. Ever. Okay. Ever. So, um, what do you think of the Godzilla building? Speaking of mechs, hopefully you haven't had to work on too many of them because they just work great. They do work they, great. Yeah, they actually do work great. I did have. I've had to recalibrate them before, but that's also relatively simple. The software takes care of that. But honestly, it's actually a really neat mech. Have you seen it before, Ron? Like underneath? I have not seen it in person underneath other than the um, the uh, original the, the stream when he showed it out of the game. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that thing is humongous. It is. Yeah, it is. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's simple. There's like two limit switches, and then there's a worm gear in a servo motor, or I'm sorry, a stepper motor. So it knows how many degrees it's turned to reach all these levels. And it knows when it's down and when it's up. And it just makes magic happen. I think that's such a cool 
mech because it like really aids in the choreography of the game, but it also changes what the ball will do in different parts of the game, right? And uh, things in pinball that do that kind of stuff are really fun to me. You know, like the diverter, the controllable diverter on Rush or the the diverter on Radical. They're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or diverters um, on Shadow. Yeah, or yeah, where you can control your own destiny, right? Yes. Pinball doesn't allow you to do that very often. No, it does not. But yeah, that's it's a fun one. We had a, I had one go out of adjustment at the Golden State Pinball Festival, my home show, a couple weeks ago. But mm. it, it was a ten minute fix, and uh, and everyone was jamming on Godzilla the rest of the day. Nice. So then they could shoot the wamps. <laughs> shoot the oh, wamps. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Did anyone watch the IFPA championships? IFPA 17? I did. I did. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, it's only about 10 hours of viewing just today. Just today alone, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> on Sunday, and this is the day of the final, final eight. Okay. It finished before we went on the air. Yes, go figure. So congrats to Eric Stone. My pick, by the way. My pick. Of course, this was in Florida, his home turf. Home arcade. Yeah, but he won. He, he came through. He's the IFPA champion. Congrats to Eric Stone. Next year, it will be in Germany. Germany! And I've heard <laughs> the, the year after that's going to be a Jim Belcito's place. So sorry, Bruce. Yes. Yep. No RPC. I'm gunning for uh, 2026. Uh, you're better off gunning for the um, state nationals finals. You'd probably be better Ooh, off doing be that. Better, yeah. Hey, Josh. Hey, big boy. <laughs> Where are those usually held in New York? The state finals. Uh, this year it is going to be, I think, in the middle this time. I think it's going to be Rock Fantasy. It's Rock this Fantasy. Year, yeah. Ah. Last time it was at uh, the Silver Ball Saloon. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So long ago. And then. Uh, after that, uh, we don't know where it's going to be, so there's always a possibility. Well, I was thinking more that I was thinking more than nationals, the nationals, Bruce. Yeah, the, the nationals. nationals. I love them, the nationals. Come on, Josh, Mister Sharp, we're willing. We got the places for it. Okay, because I'm not I'm not a tournament uh, pinball kind of guy. What happens is after each state finals and each one each one of the states or provinces of Canada, they will then send them to another tournament. Providence. You mean in Rhode Island, or do you mean you mean province? Province. <laughs> oh, okay. Providence, province. You know, yeah, I'm thinking French. So a little all, bit, so yeah, you all the states and and in Canada, the provinces all have their state finals on the same day. Yeah. Which is what the day, the the it's the weekend before the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then all the winners of all the different states and provinces all go to a location to play for the national championship. National championship. Yes. And that's what Bruce wants. He wants. I want glory. She wants the Rochester Pinball Collective to be that location. Yes, I love that. I want it we to can be handle that it. location, too. Judging can, by the list of games, you've got a great spread, a little challenge for everybody. Yes. EMs, which you don't see many, of course, unless you go to the big places. We have everything from 1959 all the way up to 2022. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Too shabby. You even got Rescue 911. I know. Oh God! Oh, IFPA no. finals on Rescue Nine One One. Oh no! The most uh, arbitrary scoring game of all time. No, no, no. There's a bug in it. There's an exploitable bug in Rescue Nine One One. 
No, you have to put on hoops. Not hoops. There you go. Yeah. Let's see. So going back to IPA, did you see the the big concession? Maybe that's what it'll be known for 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 the now going concession. forward. The big yes, concession. Well, explain it, Mr. Ron. What is the big concession of the 2022 IFPA Championship number 17? Okay, I'll try to do this quickly. So the format is best of seven head to head. But if they're tied 3-3, then it becomes a best of three, two out of three. So you can have a maximum of nine games. Does that make sense? Kind of? It does. Mm -hmm. Totally. So one of the prime matchups of this morning in the Elite Eight, the final eight players, was Escher Lefkoff against Keith Elwin. Keith Elwin, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, versus the heir apparent, the guy that Elwin himself said is going to be the next him. And it went all the way down to the last game. Game nine. On Dialed In, Bruce. So, <laughs> Escher was player one. Keith was player two. Because Escher picked the game. Escher picked the game. So, Escher had a really good ball three. And he got a million. He had about a little over a million. Which is good. on dialed in. Keith had about 200K. It's not that far away. It's 800K. It's not as far away. It's a couple modes. You play a couple good modes, get some SIM cards. You can totally, you could totally come back. But Keith just walked up for his third ball and just plunged it away and walked away. He conceded. He never even played his third ball. Maybe he just didn't want to play dialed in anymore. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It gets old, God, Bruce. This game sucks. Oh, it's a great game. See? See? You tell him, Kyle. It's a great game. I think it's so. It's a great game to put you to sleep. Yes, I totally agree with that. You but know, the, th- 99, the thing about it is Colin McAlpine, he's on. He's the announcer, and he's confused. Like, what, what just happened? Everyone in the booth is confused at what the hell's going yeah, on. I was surprised. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Which is weird because they went all the way to game Yeah, nine. I, I'm just wondering if he told, maybe Keith said to Escher, hey, if you can get a million on this, it's yours. I'll concede. You win. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Because it, it just looked weird because, I mean, they just the reactions just didn't match up here. You know what it was? I got it exactly. Remember the old Coca-Cola commercial with Mean Joe Green and the kid works up, to, and then yes. the kid goes up and yeah. hands him the Coke and he goes, here, kid. And instead of giving him, a, he, instead of giving him the, uh, the jersey. jersey, he just gave him the walk-off. He gave him the walk-off. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. Thanks, Mr. Hey, mm. Thanks, Mr. <laughs> Elwin. So, so Esther gave Elwin a Coke, and, and Elwin's like, here's my jersey. Here you yep. go. I give you the, it's just, it was so weird. It was weird because he, he was in the running. If he beat him yes. on that game, he, he would have been in the, in the final four. four. Wow. And he's never... And it's the only tournament he's never won. The only major he's ever won, yes. Majors, yeah. Well, that in European pinball championships, but he's never gone over to Europe. So. He's never gone over there, so guess what? It was just so he's weird. Been to all these. And, he, and he left afterwards. He just left. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know what happened, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, did he have to catch a plane? It's just maybe his, his flipper finger was injured. Uh, it was just weird. It was. It was. It was. It was I'd never seen it before. I didn't I'd never see, seen it, it before. see it before originally because I was actually out with my dad. We were hitting golf balls and stuff. And I, what we were done, I turned it on literally probably five seconds after he plunged his ball away because I got just Colin Colin's reaction. Huh? 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 I'm like the next round after. Unfortunately, Escher lost. Uh, yeah, Escher then played Eric, and with the exception of a close game on um, 
well, actually, it wasn't that close a game, but it, it was a bad game for Escher on Black Rose because he was blowing it up the whole turn, but he still won. The other games were, I mean, Eric just dominated. He, Eric Stone had 14 million on F14 Tomcat. Yeah. And Escher went up and just turned the game off. Like, I can't do that. No, that's too good. Yeah. Let's go to the next game. Yeah, let's go to the next game. I can see. I can know, see. I that is. Yeah. He was on fire. And he beat uh, Kaylee George in the final 4-2. He did. Kaylee beat uh, Andre Maskoff. Yeah. Oh, no, had, he beat. Yeah, he did. No, he beat. Uh, no, yeah, he, he did. He did. Andre Maskoff had a, you're thinking of the eight. Yeah, sorry. The he eight, had yes. a 3-1 lead on Kaylee and then lost 5-3. Yeah. He lost like a bunch of games in a row. Then, yeah, he beat Jim Belcito. Probably the sentimental pick. He's old like us. You know, yes, everyone loves Jim. And he was the top qualifier. He had like one of the best, I think yeah, he had the high, best score ever. One. In qualifying, that's ever happened. Yep. So we'll call it the great concession. <laughs> <laughs> I've made up that term now. Hey, copyright it. Copyright it. Oh, hold on. Let me get that. <laughs> Quick. Go, Gene, go. <laughs> you know what happened during that tournament, though? Another tournament. Tickets became available for it. The New York City Pinball Championships. Yep. Oh, boy. And it had a pre-sale till tomorrow, which is... Uh, Memorial Day of $85 for the entry. I think it's till June 1st, so it would be oh, really? one extra day, yeah. So for people who are not uh, well-versed in tournament stuff, why is the New York City uh, – why is this tournament special? Is it because it's New York City yeah, or pretty, is pretty it much. long-running? Or? Yeah, okay. no, it's because it's in New York City. It's in the greatest city on earth. So great. They named it twice. <laughs> And you get things like uh, <laughs> live bands playing in the middle of Classics Finals. Oh. Yep. And if you're an announcer, you get to wear the blazer, the blazer. which is awesome. I love <laughs> wearing the blazer. And where most broadcasts do not really – they want you to be professional and you know, not go crazy and do things like swear. The broadcast at the New York City Pinball Championships is the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay for the three-day weekend pass. It's hundred dollars, and then to join a tournament, it's eighty-five dollars if it's before the thirty-first. Then ninety-five dollars before June thirtieth, and then one hundred and five dollars before July. As 31st. you would expect with New York City, it is one of the more expensive tournaments as far as just overall price and everything you got to pay. Hotel room. It is New York else. City. Yeah. Actually, a hotel well, room actually, wasn't bad. It's in Brooklyn this time. Well, Brooklyn is New York City. It's the same thing. I know, but it was in Manhattan last time. Past okay. two times. So. Well, what does that mean, Bruce? Is one more expensive than the other? It sometimes is. Sometimes isn't. I didn't know you were a New York City expert. I used to go there all the time. Okay, Bruce. That makes you the expert. I was a Yankee uh, season ticket holder, buddy. Wow. Ooh. Oh, okay. I better shut I up now. I was a bleacher bum. Yeah. Yeah. So should they go <laughs> to the Bronx then, Bruce? I love the Bronx. Wow, really? If you don't, if you, yes, I do. Okay. All right. Game you like, game you hate. Let's do it. Oof. Oh, see? Uh, he was dr- – okay, hold on. I'll give you one quick reprieve. You can keep thinking, and we'll say the uh, 24 hours at the Sanctum. They're doing a lottery. Lottery. So instead of uh, – 100 people who first people get in, they're in. Yeah, which, it, which sells out in about five to seven seconds. Instead seconds. of that – you put your name in, and they're going to have a lottery. They're going to pick names. Did you see the meme I posted up on Slam Tell Podcast? 
Do you mean the one where you said you were going to retire? You've said that literally in the last episode, but yet yep. you still entered yourself in for the lottery anyway. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Cause I like that tournament. <laughs> it's fun. I like going 24 hours. It's like, you know, good Peter Stanima. Stanima. Just uh, to review for our listeners, last 24 hour tournament Bruce played in, you drove back to Rochester after the yep, tournament afterwards. and worked your shift at the Silver Ball Saloon. I did. Dang, that's dedication. <laughs> yes. That's just stupid. <laughs> and I think I got like 18th or 19th on that, you know, out of the 100 people. So I did pretty good there. But uh, luckily, they uh, the picture that Ashley led, you know, everyone knows Ashley on the podcast right now. Every Yeah, everybody knows Ashley from Rochester on, on the, the podcast. podcast. That's on right now. Yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> yes, very much so. On. And uh, she posted me in a picture as Helga. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, you were in drag behind the bar. Yes, mm-hmm. I was a uh, beer wench, as you call her, a, a St. Pauli girl. I was slinging beers, and that's that's the picture she chose. <laughs> 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 and so, yes, if, if I get in, maybe I'll have to dress up like Helga. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> I like very sexy. <laughs> you know, I, I should have entered twice. I should have did two oh, entries. Well, yeah, I should have put Stu in, you know, because he, he yeah. probably wouldn't do it himself. So I could put Stu in and myself and double my chances of getting in. There you go. That'd probably be frowned upon. I think that would probably be. Yeah. True. Or just show up as Stu. That'd be hilarious. And then they don't let you, would... they don't let him in because your name isn't yes. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, maybe okay. I, if I bring Stu along, he can drive me there. Ooh, that's even better. He can be your chauffeur. Yep. All right, enough reprieve. It's time. Wait, it is. it's not time because I have a question. Oh, okay. okay. I think that maybe this is a dumb question, but again, coming from someone who doesn't do the tournament thing, there is a semi-prestigious, at least in California, city champ. It's the San Francisco yes. pinball tournament, right? Yes. And it sells out in microseconds, yes. milliseconds. Like- is that the one at uh, Free Gold Watch? Yes, Free Gold Watch. Yes. It is. So I was wondering, I, I, I think Ron said something about a lottery. Yes. I was actually, curious. Is so that like a common is, thing or a new thing? It's kind of a new thing. They're trying to make it more fair to everyone who maybe didn't find out or just wasn't fast enough internet. So what they're doing is just say there's 300 people to want to sign up. So they go with random.org, I think, and just pick the numbers out of the 300. They sign each person a number. And there you go. Huh. So I, how do you think it should work then? Like, what, what is the best, best method? Because it sounds like, you know, if, if this New York City pinball championship, if you're, you know, the entries are 80 90 $100, depending on when you sign up, I'm assuming that most people are going to sign up quick, get that cheaper entry. Does, will it sell out? Has no, it sold no, no. Out? I think, no, I don't think it ever has. And I think they can take up to 400 or 500 people on that one. Oh, wow. The oh, problem okay. with the Sanctum is they only have limit for 100 people. Yeah, and Free Gold Watch is a teeny venue, which is also why they probably or they limit the uh, entries at that tournament. So um, it's the same issue Pinberg had, just on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. They had, you had more than a thousand people who wanted to play in Pinberg. Yeah, at the one point you just gotta say, "This is the limit. This is what we can physically do at this moment." And that's it. So they do it a different way instead of what Pinberg, you know, what everyone else was doing beforehand, where it was just first in, first paid. You know, there's your number. It's now, you know, hey, we're going to give it hopefully a fair shake for everyone. I would just hate like if I was going like, say, if I was planning to go to a carpool with Ron or maybe Zach. Like, hey, Zach, you're going with me. Yeah, we're going to go together. 
Oh, I didn't make it. You're going by yourself now, Zach. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You wouldn't offer to drive him and be a nice guy? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very honest. It's a fun place. Sounds like a fun place. I want to go to District 82 now after uh, last. Yeah. Uh, Eric runs a tight, great ship, and he just put that tournament just went on sale. It sold out. It sold out really fast. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Okay, anyways, sorry. Yeah, we now we can talk about games we hate and love. Okay, so what's first? Uh, I think I want to talk about the game that I... You look, it's like, I'm sure you guys get this all the time. You're like, oh, you do pinball. Or what's your favorite game? Or I like pinball too. What's your favorite game? It's different all the time, right? Or correct, no? correct. No. No? No? Okay. No. So, okay, so fill, fill me in because it's been a while. I, maybe I haven't heard you guys argue about this. But Bruce, right now, favorite game? Stars, still. Oh, it's brutal. It's fun. It's fast. Uh, it changes day to day. What is it today, right now? 8 open, 9 p.m. Uh, what did I play recently? I'm really AFMing it lately. Man, yeah. I think that would be my Desert Island game. But if you had to ask, if you're, since you are asking me right now, I, I think it's Whirlwind. Whirlwind is probably one of the games that I love the most. There is something about the perfect choreography of that game. Maybe... I would argue it is Pat Lawler's finest. I definitely um, agree with that one. Mm, yeah, yes. There is a combination to me. I'm a I'm a musician, and the the audio is really important to me in games. And there is something about the music that Chris Graner wrote for that game, and all the sounds, and the way that when the ball hits targets or you hit the right shot, it rewards you audibly. All the shots feel great. It is such a, a simple game to kind of understand, you know, for a new player. Uh, I don't know. I, I, there's something really magical about that game where every time I step up to a whirlwind, I just get really into it. I don't know. You know, just nailing that highway, that skyway toll ramp over and over and over and over again. When you dial it in, you hit it 10 times in a row. It just makes you feel like a champion between, you know, the audio and knowing what rewards you're about to get or when you drain the ball, right? Like... And I'm not very good at pinball, so maybe I think most good people can sit there and fucking max that Skyway toll out, you know, in one ball. But, you know, <laughs> to me, there's something about that game. Games that I hate, this is more arbitrary, but I don't like Whitewater. I don't know why people like that <laughs> game oh, so much. I don't, oh, I don't, I'm sorry. Oh, um, I think we got a problem with the signal. It's, it's <laughs> fading. Uh, it's not every pinball game is good you can't tell me that there are bad pinball games because i guarantee you thunderbirds uh, motor dome (laughs) look i'd rather play motor dome than thunderbirds but let's 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 pretend thunderbirds doesn't exist but like if we were in a shitty bar somewhere in the middle of nowhere and uh, we had money in our pockets, and there was a spy hunter sitting in the corner. You're not. You're telling me that you wouldn't play that game. I played play it once. Like, I played it once. Right. But but the thing is, my desert island game, and it always has been, is Whitewater. I, look, I just don't understand. I don't know why people like it so much. I, I it's just kind of right over my head. Um, sounds, the, is he a wiener? Combos. Is he a wiener? He's a wiener. I think he's a wiener. <laughs> The combos, the sounds, the stealing of the, you know, once somebody, the save you lock two balls and a guy comes up to you and locks all three balls, you got to relock those balls again, even though yeah, you did. It's hard. It is. That's what yeah. I like about it. Plus, it's a really hard wizard mode. 
see, those go over my head because I can't achieve wizard modes other than on Twilight <laughs> Zone. But uh, <laughs> well, you can okay. fix the machine that has a good wizard mode. See, scared yeah, stiff. You could get to the wizard mode and scared stiff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, and same thing in Star Trek, right? Just start the mode and let it time out and then start yeah. the mode. But you got to only hit one shot. But yes, you, you could do it that way. You can go to Kobayashi Maru. Yes, you could. I also, I'm not a big fan of like I, I, no good gophers. I, maybe that's no, more of a that's, popular. I kind of agree with you on that one. A lot of people don't like that game, but I kind of like to tell people I don't like Whitewater just to get their reactions oh, like that. I'm oh sorry. God. This episode will never be heard or, or seen on the internet ever again. Thank you very much. What game do you hate? I really hate Attack from Mars. I really well, yeah. if, just if I want, in your AFM. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I if I want that reaction, I just ask Zach. Ask our Zach because he hates everything good. Yes, he really? doesn't like Star Trek: Next Generation. He hates. Well, but I understand why people hate that game. I mean, there's a hey, come on. It, those outlanes are insane. Or I'm sorry, awesome. the slingshots. And it breaks they a lot. Awesome. It breaks a lot too. <laughs> yeah, Zach hates everything. Well, no, Zach has a whirlwind, so he would totally he agree with you. Well, look, I like old games a lot more than anything, but you know, I'm more of a I'm more of a Bally kind of guy. I, I love Vector. That game sucks, but it's so good. <laughs> it. I love Vector. It. It. No, I mean, look, they they all. I mean, there's there's not and no nothing is perfect. Maybe other than Attack from Mars, but I like crappy, funny games. Right? I, I, X's and O's. I have. I'm sorry, not X's and O's. I have a Kings of Steel. Kings and of I Steel. Kings of right, right, uh, Kings right of right shot, target. Right? Kings of right target. But it's it's a fun game to get competitive on. It, it's weird, you know. I kind of like games that are. I like that early '80s Bally game where you know there's there's three or four things to do. Like on Xenon, you know, you want to go for that ramp, and do you want to raise your moda bonus to like obscene levels, or do you want to kind of just go for multi balls? You want to nope, light that. Just keep on going for the ramp. Just ramp, you know, ramp all day. But maybe that just goes to show what kind of a player I am, which is a bad one. So, <laughs> Vector does suck, but they did throw the kitchen sink at that game as far oh, as God. they created some fictional sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six and created plays. their own terminology, macro power. You know, they, <laughs> they made a bizarre timer thing where it times how fast you hit a ramp. New Vector record. It's so cool. I, I think I talked to Greg Ferris about that a couple of years ago. And he was just, he told me, I mean, this is probably a well, relatively well-known story, but they, there were a couple Bally games at that time that were, he calls it designed by committee. Yep. Right. That was a committee one. You know, Vector was a committee one. It was just weird. You know, he was telling me someone really was getting into, or was into high lie, you know, that weird sport with yep. the, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's ball, what Vector yep. was based off of. It's future high lie with weird motorcycle skates. I, I don't know, <laughs> but it's, it was hard for me to answer that question, though, guys. Like, I love all pinball. They're all fun. I am a play analysis computer for your vector game plan. I mean, just the all the quotes in that game. Hit the showers. Like, what? Yeah. What, what the <laughs> hell? No, what? Open one of those things up and push the little test button on the yeah. talk, and It just talks for like three minutes. It's it so does. funny. <laughs> it does. I remember that, yes. They put everything they could into that game. That was their last attempt before the yep. cost-cutting. We're just going to throw everything into this game. Oh, it only sold 2,000? Well, that's not going to work. Let's cut the crap out of everything now. Or we need to get yeah. rid of play fields. We don't care if the game sells. Spectrum! Yes. Yeah, God. I owned one of those for a while. It's such a gorgeous game. But it's just so boring. Yeah, my, mastermind. Mastermind. Yeah. But Zach loves it. 
Oh, it is, it's a great, but I mean, I think, isn't the way to cheat the game just to continue shooting the scoops and like, or the saucer yep. not yep. actually yep. play mastermind, yep. right? Like, <laughs> exactly. If you could somehow right. program that out. So you actually had to memorize all the colors and all that. Yeah. It'd be more interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. very interesting. It'd be ah. interesting, but it would never sell. Cause it'd be way too much thinking. Yes. People would be like, what the <laughs> hell? This is way too complicated. Uh, yeah, I think some of those games did get too complicated, in my opinion. I mean, like, you've got a game which is incredible, perfect art package, great play field, but Medusa. It's really hard to teach someone how to play that game, even though it's relatively simple. I think when the typeface on instruction cards starts getting into, like, the eight and six point typeface, <laughs> that's when the games just started to get a little too much, you know? For, for that time, you know, they weren't able to communicate as well as a new game. Uh, skill shot is very hard on that game. It, it's the skill shot. Is, the skill shot is the whole game, really. If you even understand what those lights mean and what you're supposed yep. to do on the skill shot, how you're Which supposed to time it. Tell you. No. Yeah. yeah. But you know, also you can just play Medusa and nail a bunch of drop targets and have fun at the same time. So whatever, That's all pinballs bad. fun. Uh, they're all great. And zipper flippers, except Thunderbirds. But yes, yes, you're except right. They're all great. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I all those years playing at Pinburg. There's a lot of EMs that really suck. No, oh, there are. Just yeah. Same. And a lot of that are, that suck in the same ways, too. Very samey sucking. Yeah. Yeah. One, of the, one game I've, I've turned down multiple for free is Chicago Coins Dolphin. I feel bad right, hating on that game so much, but man, it sucks. It really does suck. <laughs> it does. Really does. Have you ever played Dolphin? I have. Yeah. It's, it's not good. It sucks. It's not good? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I have no. to look at this. Go ahead. Yeah, look it up. You'll see it. When you see it, you'll know it. Now, I used to go to the Pacific Pinball Expo all the time. Was this one of the EMs they had? I don't think we had a dolphin. Um, or if we do, I never set it up on purpose. But it's just, it, it looks like it should be fun because it's got those captive balls with the scoop, but it just sucks. There's nothing fun to do on it. No, there's nothing fun in this. <sighs> Which is unfortunate, but it's almost like uh, a strata flight in some ways. It's so oh. boxy and square. Oh, don't mention that yeah, game. But what's the other version of that game? The replay version. Oh, uh, I know what you're saying. Something yeah. flight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of like that game. No, oh. wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> oh man, you're never gonna you're never gonna put this episode oh, out. Oh <laughs> man. But yeah, no, dolphins pretty bad. So it's got three captive balls, and you yes, hit them into saucers. And it's got dolphins. Yes. Yeah. And there's nothing else except for... Yeah, it's very super symmetrical and looks quite boring. Yeah, it's very boring. It's very bad. Mm. There are some symmetrical games, I'll argue, that are not bad. I, I think I'm trying... Countdown. Countdown. That's symmetrical? Huh. Yeah. Yep, totally. It is. Interesting. Even well, Pinball Pool. Pinball Pool is what I was going to say. Pinball Pool yep. is one of my favorite games, and yep. that's totally and it's very symmetrical. symmetrical. All right. You've redeemed yourself. Good job. <laughs> uh, there's a Gottlieb game. I'm trying to remember the name the pool of. game right? we have at our place at, at RPC. We're on uh... Mini Pool. Mini Pool. Yeah. Another symmetrical game. Great game. Mini Pool and Target Pool. That is yeah. one game that I will I will do dirty things to get a hold of one day. And I'd prefer yeah. to have Mini Pool because there's something about an ad- that game as an ball, which is really fun. Better artwork, too. Yes. Yeah, because it's like some, you know, what did that meeting go like, right? Well, we're going to make a new game. It's going to be pool-themed again. Okay. Well, what's the backlash going to be? Well, now, make it like a Wisconsin lake vacation house. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Great idea. Idea. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. But for people who've never played this game, it's a two flipper game, and it's just a a stand up target sniping game, a two inch flipper game that is a target sniping game. And in an addable capacity, it's quite fun because there's a bank of 10 targets right in the middle of the play field where you can nail them to add balls, but it's like a suicide shot. So there's a lot of risk-reward. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Yeah, but you look at this, you know, and you look at what Chicago Coin put out, that 74 was mostly uh, rifle games. <laughs> mm-hmm. They put out gold record the year after, which is a uh, – let me look at it. I haven't seen – I don't even – yeah, they put out Dolphin in 1974, and the same year Gottlieb put out Far Out. Yeah. And a much better game. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. If pinball was easy, every game would be a hit, right? Yeah. Yeah, but... A lot of those games were just copy and paste, some of them. They were. A lot of them just looked very samey. Actually, even even Bally in like the late 70s. Yeah, oh, those games. Really- it's like uh, two two orbit spinners or one orbit spinner goes up to some saucer at the top. Yep. The drop targets, you know, on both sides. Inline drop targets got to have inline inline drop targets on one side. Well, and, and, uh, at least some of them were more original, but yeah, a lot of them were just the same. Hit it up top. Hit it up top. Hit it up top. Hit it up yeah. top. Yeah. Especially those first couple. I mean, especially with the first solid stake yes. games, right? Yeah. They were yeah. so. Well, that's and see that's. Again, why I love your guys' tasting games. Those, the early Stern games are so uh, innovative and unique, you know, compared to a lot of those early Bally games, which are basically, you know, it might as well have just been an EM, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I got to talk to a guy at MGC. I had a nine ball that I fixed for Dan Lucen, who was the is the showrunner there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just powered it on and kind of started flipping it. And he's like, can I play this game? Like, yeah, of course. He's like, Steve Kirk used to live in my basement, you know, and then my ears just kind of went like, okay, yeah, I got to talk to this guy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he was telling me a story about how every time Steve Kirk would kind of fall on hard times, he would end up coming and staying in this gentleman's basement and lived with him, you know, for years at a time sometimes, you know, it was kind of neat to hear a very sad story involving Steve Kirk, but just a brilliant pinball designer, you know, ahead of his time. Definitely. If he was still around, man, he'd be, he'd be giving, handing he'd be out the, the autographs show. at shows, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the uh, same game as your Dolphin? Oh, no, I just found it. Hold on. I just found it. They made another version of it. Oh, God. That's bad. Showtime. Showtime is, is the four-player version of that game of Dolphin. You mean they didn't call it, like, Flipper or Shark? No, nope. or, or some other some other type of aquatic animal. Dolphin was the two player, and the Showtime was the four player. Okay. Yeah, well, it just goes to show, you know, just how far ahead Gottlieb was in making great games. You know, I mean, think like in '74, you had like, I mean, like Top Card and High Hand and like Abracadabra, yeah. 300, Quick Draw. Those were all in that era, right? El Dorado, yeah. right? Like. That's crazy. But I don't know. Maybe that's also why Sam and Gary Stern were able to buy Chicago coin for so cheap to start their own oh, pinball company. There you go. It was because of Dolphin. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Dolphin ruined it for them dolphin all. Dolphin was the key. It was so bad. They just lost so much money and they got bought. And then a good company came about. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's the new history. We that's just the new history, history we just made. We just made it. I like that. 
Okay, I'm sure Chicago <laughs> Coin made some good games. Who knows? They might have made some of the they greatest did. rifle they, games of all they time. Did. Okay. They did. They did. They I don't made, want they, anyone they getting made. pissed. No, they did. They also, I mean, lots of their amusement company or uh, equipment was really good. So, but Dolphin began the downfall, and then, boom! It's there. You go. <laughs> We've just made the history. That'll be on the next Silverball wow. Chronicles. How Dolphin created to start. No. Yeah, the April first edition next year. Yes, right? yes, yes, April first. Yeah. Does anyone do a thing where the podcast hosts move to other shows? For April 1st, I think that would be fun. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like that. somebody takes over our show. Yeah. I think it would be easier <laughs> for something like on the Pinball Network just because they're all on the Pinball Network so they could just swap around and stuff. I don't know. Well, no, we swap out with the loser, the loser kids and they can swear on our show and we can't swear on theirs. Ooh. Oh, that'd be really tough. That'd be really <laughs> tough, but I think we could do it. And they wouldn't be able to do this. The uh, ball bag. You ready for the ball, the bag, ball bag? I hate when the ball bag can't be used. <laughs> the, oh. ma- the mail ball bag. Here we go, Bruce. All right, ready. Some of these came in around the time we recorded the last one, so we kind of missed them. So this is from uh, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. This says, hi, Bruce and Ron. Jeremy here from Pinball Mayhem. I enjoyed the latest podcast and stories from Allentown. I will hopefully be going for the first time next year. I love a good swap meet. Oh, it is totally a swap meet. I'll make my first visit to Expo this year. Looking forward to experiencing the show and meeting people. You'll meet Ron. And then he goes on to say that he has Gottlieb's seven-digit displays, Bruce. I know he does. I know. Ooh. I have to talk to him. Bruce, you have to talk to him about those Gottlieb seven-digit displays. I will, I promise. It's been a busy week. And he's with Pinball Mayhem. Pinball Mayhem. Check them out. They have YouTube videos. They do streaming. I watched, I think he streamed um, Bride of Pinbot the other night. They do pinball repair, gameplay. They're on YouTube and Twitch. That's Pinball Mayhem. Check him out. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, anywhere that's got pinball repair, you got to check that out because the sh- stuff breaks. I was going to say the shit breaks, and then I stopped myself, and I'm thinking, why did wow, I do that? Wow, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was the point there? I don't understand. Okay. Tim. Not Tim Hi, Sexton, Tim. but another Tim. Hello, gentlemen. I just wanted to mention that. Whoa, 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 Gentlemen. Stop. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Wrong uh, email address. <laughs> hello, gentlemen, and Ron and Bruce. Because you know, okay, Kyle, Kyle will be a gentleman. I just wanted to mention that a lot of people take games to Allentown so they can enter the show on Thursday. They want first yes. dibs on purchasing a game. I've heard numerous people say that if you don't get in Thursday, you will miss out on some games. Thus, a lot of people take their crappy games just to get early entrance. That will be changing, I think, next year. I really enjoy your show. I always look forward to your new episodes. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. So there you go, because I was questioning, what's the point of bringing just to get in for free? Third, yeah. But yeah, if to... you can get in that, ex- that day early. Yes, you get all the deals. Yeah. There's a lot of them to be had. Yes, there is. Okay, this next one is actually the last one. This will empty out the ball bag. There you go. <laughs> this is from Zach. Another are there thirty thousand Zachs in there pinball? There must be thirty thousand. That must have been a popular name when all these kids were. Were they all of. like conceived on pinball machines, and that's what happened? They all became Zachs. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> this is uh, Zach. He has a show called Pinball Tapes on the Hi. Pinball Network. I highly recommend it. It's like um, for me, it's like pinball ASMR. He will go over a single game from the ground up, talk about the game, the play field, the music, all that, while playing clips from the 
the game, mm-hmm. all done in a very soothing Australian accent because he's from uh, Australia. Nice. So, okay, is it is it audio or is it a video? It's audio. It's audio. Okay. Yep. But it says, uh, Zach from the pinball tapes here. Hope you've been staying safe and sane. Well, one of those. Neither. Uh, yeah. Neither for you. So you're, <laughs> you're not safe or safe. Primarily, I just wanted to say I truly enjoy your podcast. There's something undefinably, uh, actually says something undefinably great about your no fucks given and informed perspective that I genuinely love. Thank you. Thank you. That's the story of my life. This is why we need to move to Australia. I, they've, they've, <laughs> we would just so fit in. Cool down there. We would, we would be rock stars down there. Aren't we already? I think we are, but I mean, if we walked around, it'd be like, we'd be get paparazzi after us and everything like that. It'd be cool. We'd get chicks. We'd be all. Chicks. Okay. Very good. <laughs> that fact also, <laughs> the, the fact that you guys are technically savvy really floats my boat. Excellent work indeed. So I'm just going to lay it out there. I've recently bought and restored a 1978 Stern Stars. Mm-hmm, and oh my yes. God, I think I finally know what love is. It is because of you two that I have taken this unloved orphan and gave it the time of day. I know the running gag amongst the pinball community is that you've single-handedly raised the price of Stern Electronic (laughs) Games, (laughs) but I reckon you're really onto something. I've only had it playable for a few weeks, but the rule set variation and kinetic satisfaction, especially ripping those spinners, oh yeah, I've been getting is just superb. It's very difficult to find these ilk of games in South Australia, but I found a local collector who slowly lets his games go back into the wild. Nice. When Stars came up, your adoration for this game was ringing in my ears, and it made me take the plunge. Anywho, I've just started a podcast that was recently become part of TPN, the pinball network. The porn network, I call it. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And... It is about focusing on a single game and doing a deep dive into its history, design, and vibe of the game as a whole. As far as deep dives goes, at this stage, it's helpful to either own them or at least have them in my possession for a while. So basically, Stars is going to have an episode coming up. Fuck yeah. Good choice. Official game of the Slam Till podcast. I love it. Yes, it is. I've been thinking about this for a while now, and I would love the opportunity to interview you both about this amazing game. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. And he goes on about more stuff he was thinking about doing with his episode, so I don't really want to give it away what he wants to do. We would be honored. I already spoke for Ron. Uh, (laughs) I already spoke for Ron. (laughs) We will be honored. Yes. We just have to uh, figure out a time we're available. Contact us at... At, uh, yes, uh, well, he already emailed the freaking email address, Bruce. So he already knows it. But if other people want to contact us because they want to interview celebrities that we are, yes, you can uh, contact us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Ron or I will give you our phone number and we'll return your and we'll get in, you know, contact with you and hopefully some, we'll, yes. have some, we'll have some good fun. He says again, love your work and let me know if you'd be interested. Sure, we would. I have many questions already and hope to feed off your extended knowledge at some stage regardless. Cheers, Zach. Cheers. That was very eloquent. That was beautiful. That was very eloquent. I I brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) It really did. (laughs) Listen to his podcast. It's it's very eloquent also. I will have to. What was the name of his podcast one more time? Pinball Tapes. Tapes. Okay, gotcha. Tapes. I just sent you guys a link. Oh, boy. It's not going to be dirty, is it? No, it's not. Not at all. Oh, <laughs> it's from my TPDV. Uh huh. It's the dirty. best game ever. 
Big Flipper. Flipper. Oh my Have god. Have uh, it looks really yes. bad. It's, it's got a ball saver in the middle between. It's got the pop up. And like it literally it says ball saver and big text. Ball saver. Like Championship Pub has. You mean you mean the Champion Pub? The Champion Pub. Come on, <laughs> with our reputation, we can't get game names wrong. No, no, no. If I had Silverball Chronicles, then I'd be really fucking up. But I don't have that. I'm not worthy. I was chosen, but I was ignored. Wait a minute. How could you be chosen part? and I, ignored? I was chosen, and then they settled on you. I like wow. your first comment there. I was chosen, then ignored. Yes, because <laughs> that makes no it, sense. It was because I I would have done it. Okay, he would have been in glory with me. Uh, glory. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> but the four-inch flippers on this game are awesome. Yes, Very and they're awesome. actually called jumbo, jumbo flippers. flippers. Trademark. And you know what's funny too is look at the date when this game was made too. Nineteen seventy, January tenth. So before even the advent of the three-inch flipper, yep. Chicago Coin was giving us four-inch flippers. So you yep. know what? Maybe they did have something. The Cowboy. Oh, it was also the same. The Cowboy backlash at least looks better. But oh, yeah, that four-inch flipper. Just, oh. And there's really nothing on this game. No, it's totally symmetrical. What do you shoot with the flippers? The, I guess the, um, the you go up top. And then you go into pop bumpers. And then you do it again. Oh, God. And if you hit the center shot, you get the bonus score. Remember that thing that Kyle said about there are no bad games, you know? That looks like a bad one. Nah, this is a bad game. But it has four-inch flippers. Where else are you going to get that? Jumbo flippers. And they have a flipper too. You can't say hot hand, because hot hand, you can't flip that flipper. Damn it, I was going to say hot hand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, hot hand, I think, I wonder if they just had a bunch of extra of those things in the factory that they bought. Oh, yeah. They did. They probably did. They're just like, hmm, we figured it we out. Like, this? where did they get that mech? Easy. It was from all the jumbo flippers they didn't sell. What I laugh about is if you look at the comparison photo on the IPDB and look where the mech moves, there's actually something in the middle of that jumbo flipper because it's actually got a slot in the play field. Okay. Oh, huh. Look at that. The art sucks too. Oh, the art's terrible. But I mean, that slot in the middle of the play field where the flipper, in the middle of the flipper, it's just awesome. I wonder what's underneath there. I'd love to see what's under. I don't see if there's underneath. I wonder if it's just a nail, like just to hold the flipper back in or something. Did you see who took some of these pictures? No. Mark Steinman. I don't remember Papa ever having this. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe they did, and it's like, no, we can't do this to people. We just can't. (laughs) That'd be great in a tournament. Wouldn't this have been awesome in a tournament? Yes. Yes. Duncan Brown, Duncan Brown put the promotional picture out for this too. Friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. He's never been on the show. But he's a friend of the show because you bought a pinball machine from him. Yeah, I got Stargazer from him. So he's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who picked up that Stargazer with you? Oh, you did. You got it. Uh Uh-huh. Good man. Friend of the show. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, man. How many Stargazers do you have now, Bruce? Two. Two. It's not the one and a half or two and three quarters? It is one and a half. It is one and a half. Okay. And Ron has one also. All right. Goodness good is game. there. Everyone needs a stargazer in yeah. their life. We have two and a half cheetahs. Mm-hmm. In between both of you, you have every game, right? Except for no. maybe the real no. uncommon ones. No, no but uh, we don't have Iron Maiden. We don't have... Uh, I believe I have played every game. I have played every game. And that was thanks to actually the Pacific Pinball Museum. 
Yeah. That's the year we had all of yeah. the Stern games together, yeah. right? Yeah. I have the video. That's one of my videos on my old, uh, my, my individual YouTube channel. Gizmonic. Gizmonic. You literally can watch, I, I go through in order, starting at, was it Rawhide? Or Stampede, yeah, one of the like the the one that was half Chicago coin, half Stern, and then just go all yeah. the way around. Yeah. The only one they didn't have, they were missing. They didn't have a Gamatron, but that's you, you could argue. That's not, that's not you could argue that's, that's not Stern. Stern, but they didn't have a Q. Yeah, when, yeah. We've had, when, of course we played Q. At but we the did Sanctum. play Q, yes, at the Sanctum, and realized why they didn't make any. It's such six. a nudgy game. I've never. That's I think that one, and I mean Laser Lord kind of doesn't count, but. It's uh, I've never played either of those, but I yeah, I Laser Lord is it. We got to play that mm-hmm. someday. It was in we Michigan last I knew. Who has it? Some dude in Michigan had it last I knew. Ah. Yep, that was a whole story. Yeah, it was somewhat a plumber at someone's house saw yep. it, bought it, went to Pinside and said like, "How much do you think this out. is worth? What is this?" And everyone was like, "Holy shit! Oh my god!" <laughs> and it blew away the whole history of. Yeah, what we what everyone was... thought happened, and like no one knew this existed because there was a Laser Lord that Stern did in 1984, but it was a rethemed Quicksilver that they just brought to a show. Yep, mm. and and they did a flyer for it, so everyone thought that was Laser Lord, and that that was bought by someone that was on eBay years ago, so everyone got to see that one. You know, it actually existed, and though there it is, okay. But then this thing came up. It says Laser Lord on it, and it's obviously a Whitewood. And it's a wide body. And it's a wide body. It's in a Viper cabinet. It's got JoJo's signature on the freaking thing. We're like, what the hell is this? What the hell? Like, and and you, the whole history of it, that would have been the game after Orbiter 1. Yep. And they shut down the pinball division, and it just never got made. And then they repurposed the back glass, because it's the same back glass, and rethemed the Quicksilver with the Laser Lord you know, artwork. That someone bought it, and they suppose they were getting it working. It still had the ROMs in it. It was somewhat playable, from what I heard. Now I have a question. Wow. Duncan Brown put all these pictures on. Did Duncan buy it? No, he w- he went to the guy's place. Oh, okay. Because he was in he was in Michigan, and it was it was close to where Duncan lived at the time. Okay. So he yeah he went there and took all the pictures. That's good, at least. So there you go. Ta-da. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I don't have enough old Stern games. I need more. I have really a meteor. That's, um, that's a good, th- that's that's a good, good one. Start. That's a good one. Yeah. And I have 15 sixteenths of a sea witch. I think I'm only missing the back arch rail, but I think that's generic between a lot of games. So I yeah, might just I make that <laughs> and then I can put it together. Have either of you guys been to Musée Mechanique in San Francisco? Nope. Nope. It is an antique coin operated arcade. So dude has like, coin-operated moving dioramas from, like, the turn of the century and the 19-teens and 20s and stuff, amongst other interesting coin-operated things, right? But he's uh, his dad's owned an arcade his entire life, and his favorite game that they ever bought, his entire 40-something years of working in an arcade, was a Stern Sea Witch. He liked that game so much, he went to C.A. Robinson in San Francisco and ordered another playfield for it. And when I started talking to Dan, I used to work there and, you know, moonlight and just get some work done at night, make some extra money. And uh, when I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm working on a sea witch. I've got a cabinet, no head and all this stuff. And he's like, do you have a play field? And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. well, yes, but you know, what do you have? And he's like, I've got a new old stock sea witch play. Field. 
and uh, that was my payment for a certain bit of work for him. But it's really nice. neat to see, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's all dimpled perfectly. And unfortunately, it has some storage damage. So I really want to send it off to uh, what's his face? Cruiseman and have him yep. do little touch ups and uh, clear coat it nicely. And that's what I'll build my Sea Witch with. Oh, yes. Nice. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I had a Quicksilver once and I scrapped it because. It, <laughs> yeah, here, you want to hear. Internet, you want to hate me? This oh. was like 2012, but it was more termites lived in there than I could probably ever count. And it was stored in a damp barn. There was not very much Quicksilver left. So this was before a lot of these parts were available. So we had to take it and uh, scrap it, make it into something new. Uh, a lot of those parts have moved on to save other games. But thinking back on that 10 years ago, I would have slapped myself silly for mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but I still have the backlots. We forgive you. Oh, yeah, you, you just say three Hail Marys and repent. Repent. <laughs> <laughs> There were holes in the play field. It was just, you know, all the plies were separated. There was no color on it. It was so sad. But that's my claim to getting hated on the internet is uh, scrapping at a Quicksilver 10 years ago. It doesn't take much to get hated on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're way there. <laughs> wow. I just, that, that's a shocker, you know. I would have kept at least the Transformer. Oh, no, no, I kept all that. I mean, no, no, no. Every single part got kept. I still have bits okay. of that wiring harness that I use to repair damaged stern wiring harnesses. So I have the exact same color wires and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Right. There you go. Uh, I, I, we built a wildfire for that uh, Pacific Pinball Expo. I think uh, we used uh, some parts from that um, Quicksilver to <laughs> build that wildfire to get that last stern game we didn't have. It, it all lives on. But unfortunately. Good, you just got to treat your pinball games right. Don't store them in barns. Do not let mice yeah. and turtles eat the entire game. And then um, think it's worth $5,000. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't even need to go into that. Jeez. <laughs> so what do you think of the pricing trend now going up and up and up and up? It makes me sad, but it also makes me... These games are worth... Uh, it's such an interesting bit of American culture. And they're, they're really special. You know, they really do represent a bit of the American zeitgeist and what was going on. And, and they deserve to be desired. But the problem is now is it's, it's definitely a, a rich man's sport. I can't afford to buy pinball games anymore. <laughs> but look, I mean, I sold a lot of my WPC games when I had bought them for $1,500 and people were offering me three grand and I laughed all the way to the bank. And I've never been able to buy any of those things back. You know, you that was got it. so that being said, it's, uh, you know, I, I guess the thing that disturbs me more less than the price is the uh, this pinball machine is a Tiffany egg and needs to be treated with uh, silk gloves and kept under a cover and stuff like that. Nah. That's the thing that really peeves me more than the price, really. Because if we don't have people like you and all of your pals in Rochester that put those games into the collective or other people like, you know, people that maybe have too many games at home and now they're, you know, operating it at their favorite brewery. If it wasn't for people like you, people would forget about pinball. And that's the scary thing. If I were a rich man. You can look at it this way. You'll always be able to buy a dolphin. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> maybe. 
I would like to buy a split second that went up for sale. Oh, no, 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 nope. I am first on the split second list. I know a guy in I know a guy in Nevada that has one, but he wants a little too much money for it. Oh, they all do um, now. Hurry, 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 <laughs> hurry, hurry. Whoever did the soundboard for that game, it deserves a giant pat on the back. They're amazing. What did they say in Freefall? Like Diver One or what, what, what's yeah. a Yes, Diver One, play Plunge Ball or something like that. It's like weird, yeah. One of the best multi-ball sequences. (laughs) But But, uh, yeah, no, it's weird how you see some of the games now just keep on climbing and climbing and climbing. And you're going, why, you know? Yeah, well, it's the games you never would have expected to be worth tons of money either. You know, Pinbot's perpetually a $1,200 game in my mind, and now... You know, anything that has an alphanumeric display is like a $3,000 game at minimum, you know? Dude, look at all those. You know, it's like, oh, my God, really? You couldn't give those things away. I know. No fears. You're like, I couldn't sell my no fear for $1,200. No faded, no fear for $1,200. People were trying to undercut me at $1,000. i am like, no. Now, look at $3,000. Easy. And I don't know. You know, it's like, are they worth that? I think so. Oh, yeah, Um, I think they are, too. But at the same time, you know, I don't know, it's I feel like an old man waving my cane on my porch or something. Oh, back in my day, it's like, you know, get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like that, but it's fine. It's fine. It's uh, just as long as we can still have them in the public and we only have to play pay 50 cents to a dollar at a time to play them. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the one thing about pinball is even if you can't afford a three, six, ten thousand dollar toy, you can still enjoy it for a dollar. Sort of. If people put them on location, you know, but (laughs) if they do, yes, totally. All right. Let's finish this up with repairs. Repairs. Mm. I have incoming repairs, I think. Uh Uh-oh. Here's the deal. At the local. The local yokel. (laughs) The place by me um, that we've talked about. They had even more games come in. I don't know if you saw them. There's a. Yes, I did. Whirlwind and and a. um. Bad Girls, yes. Bad Girls. Yes. Oh, it was a big hit at League Night, by the way. Everyone liked when you got the eight ball and it just started, bay, 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 bay. Everyone's dancing. It was was great. Everyone loves Bad Girls. But the Monster Bash that's there, it's the remake, and the flippers are just so weak at this point. The guy who owns the place, I guess he doesn't want to pay for the parts. Uh... (laughs) What do you think? Like it just money comes in and he thinks it's like a slot machine. The guy who owns the place, his his company, it's Bill Kurtz. And if if that name might sound somewhat familiar to you, Bruce, he was the original guy that started, he started before it was Mike Pasek and Rob Burke. Yep. It was Bill Kurtz and Rob Burke, like the first one or two expos. Huh. So he's an Ohio native, but he lives like in Florida now. And I, I guess he has multiple locations, but the one in my area is the first one that's catered towards adults. The other ones are more towards children. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the games are his, but Mike asked, like, can we get a like rebuild kit? And Mike, the guy who runs our league, can we get a rebuild kit for this? And he doesn't want to pay for anything. So Mike was going to use his own rebuild kit. And I'm like, really, dude? I don't know if I, it's like, I'll install it for you if you want to. But I, I could have swore there was some kind of secret menu in those games and I couldn't figure out how to get into it on Thursday when we had league. But since then I've actually, I, I, I saw a video on how to do it. You like hold down the escape button 
because it's got the standard Williams four button, you know, mm-hmm. test thing. You just hold the escape button down and then you get into another menu where flipper power is one of the options. Yes, it is. So I'm curious when uh, I go in there, is, is did someone turn it down or can I just crank it up all the way? So even with the weaker flippers, maybe they'll work. Or do I want to just actually rebuild them? And then I also rebuild them. And then I also need to upgrade Godzilla and Rush again. Are they connected? Are they online? They're online. Well, yes and no. They have Wi-Fi, but they're not on Insider Connected. And the Wi-Fi there is so bad. At 10 gig, it would take a day and a half probably to download the update for Rush. Excellent. So I, I just I just put them on thumb drives and bring them there. They update pretty quick. So that tells me that place is destined to fail in about 8 to 10 months. I hope not. It's going to if he has that attitude of I don't want to put any money into it. Mm. Well, yeah, as a location, maybe as the operator, right? Well, he's the I mean, he's the owner. They're his games. He's the, they're his games. Oh. So if, he want to, if he doesn't want to put a flipper kit into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a little education, you know, kill them with kindness and tell them why they need to do this. Are you a dumb fuck? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> he wrote a pinball book with Gary Flower, so he knows about pinball. So, yeah. yeah. He doesn't understand the upkeep and operation that I'm assuming. Uh, I, I, he's got other locations. I can't see how. I, I don't get it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I don't get that either. So any repairs elsewise for you, Mr. Ron? Uh, No. All, all my stuff's been working pretty good. Wow, I've been working on the games. The games? Which one? The games. Uh, more Okay, more than one, but which games? Uh, It's called uh, the Gottlieb The Games. No, oh, yeah, Gottlieb makes good games. Yeah, which yeah, games? The games. We're going to do this every week, Bruce. I'm saying yes, we will. <laughs> okay, no, just, okay. like, just like pinball. Oh, yeah, that was another terrible. But Pacific Pinball Expo, they had both of them. Yes, they did. EM and Solid State. So what what have you done to the games, Bruce? Did you ever find a backlash for it? Not yet. I'm still looking. So people backlash the games. I need one. Mm. That is a priority. I got a new power supply from Marco Specialties. Oh, wow. wow and I you. put it in and it did exactly the same thing as the old one did. Oh, boy. I had a bad display chip on one of the displays for the uh, 6118P chip. It was shorted. And it was drawing over two amps. Sorry, I didn't blow the fuse, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. But it would kill the power for the 60 volts, so I have no displays. As soon as I took out the bad display, I now have gibberish on my displays. So my first part was, ah, well, I'll just redo all the connectors on the Gottlieb displays because usually that is a major problem. And you love redoing connectors anyway. Yeah, I just love it. I'm on the last one, and so I'm like, ah, oh, let's see what I did. I put the one in, junk. Put the other one in, junk. But the other one in junk, I'm like, son of a bitch. So luckily, we have another seven-digit display game for Gottlieb at the co-op. Rack them up. So I took one of the other displays that I had in my game, put it in Rack them up. It's perfect. Wait a minute. You put it into Rack them up? Yes. And it works perfectly. The display works perfectly, not gibberish. In Rack them up. Okay. Yes. I got you. So now I have to probably do the connectors off the board, the J2 and the J3 connectors. Yeah. If it's not that, if it's not that, if it's that, then it's something to chip inside. But you, the weird thing about Gottlieb's is one in three and two and four are different chips. So I think it's a connector issue more than anything else. If you wiggle the connectors or, you know, they're, doesn't they're, change. Doesn't I know. Change. I didn't try the ones on the board yet. 
Yeah, I, man, maybe try there. You know, something I've, I mean, you know this, but uh, for people that don't know, right? Edge connectors. 25 they, times, that's it. It's the, uh, sometimes the, the pins themselves can become depressed. And when they do not make good contact with the circuit board, that's when you'll start to get some gibberish. So uh, one, one way to really check that is to look inside the connector and make sure that that pin is blocking the entire window, if that makes sense, right? Yep. Make sure it's not compressed down super hard. Yep. If, you can see, uh, if you can see little air gaps past it, then you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be our next challenge with that. Hot tip is almost working now, Ron. Mm-hmm. EM hot tip is almost up and running. Just got waiting for parts from PBR for a flipper rebuild kit and a re-rubber kit. Maybe by the 11th, when you're coming out for the year anniversary party at the Rochester Pinball Collective, you could be playing a hot tip EM. Oh, I love playing hot tip EM. It's the only way to play a hot tip. It's it the only way. I don't think I've ever played an EM hot tip. Oh, it's faster, better, stronger, longer. How's <laughs> 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 <Has> it longer? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a jumbo flipper, Bruce? Okay. It, may, it makes you longer down there, so you get a little oh, chummy. Like, oh, oh <laughs> God. I'm going to have to come up sooner than later, then, I suppose. Hey, there oh, you go. Come up huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what else have we worked on? Uh, we're working on that. Uh, we're working on a gold strike for a customer. Coming along just now, waiting for the parts from PBR. And uh, Heavy Metal Meltdown. I finally got it booted. Surprise, surprise. Now it's putting the play field all together that JT took apart. The guy we know, JT. J. Harrison, yes. He took the whole play field apart on the top side. Great. That's always my favorite. Oh, yes. Hey, you did this. Uh, you can finish it, right? Yeah, I started I, this. You can finish I, it, I right? took this all apart. Here's a box of hearts. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's all there. Thanks. Good luck. <laughs> Oh man! And then, uh, Spectrum is getting re uh, Spectrum is getting rubbered and then we're waiting on the parts for Volley. Oh, your your um, brake switch or whatever. Yes, switch. Hopefully, I remembered well, hopefully. from last episode. I remember that episode too. You were talking about that. Yep. That's so. Str- well, why was that gone? I couldn't tell you, but we, this is like like thir- this is like the third or fourth EM from Gottlieb. We've seen the brake switch being missing. And on one of the games at the the one the Gold Strike we're repairing for a customer, gone too. And it's acting weird. That's so, really bizarre. Yep, it is very bizarre. So if anyone has an idea as to why brake switches are missing on Godly Games, give us a heads up why people did that. They repurposed them for some other switch. Maybe I don't know. Did you ever ask Steve? Steve no. Young? No, I never asked Steve Young. You don't. You just email him. You don't talk to him. Oh, I talk to Steve Young like once a week. Uh, well, because I work with him. But yes, um, there you <laughs> that's exactly why. I love talking to Steve. Some, the problem so, with Steve is if you don't, if he thinks you don't know what you're talking about, yeah, he won't give you a time. You're down. You're yeah, down. Yeah. Account. Yeah, I know Steve will never listen to this, but sometimes it's uh, some, man. Sometimes Steve just won't stop talking. Yeah, I get no. the opposite of what a lot of people complain about, but sometimes he just wants to chat, and it's great. You know, when you could get someone like Steve to start telling you stories. Oh man, it, it's great. I love hearing what he Ron, has to say. Ron, I, I now we got to invite Steve onto the show. Oh God. <laughs> Man, I've already asked him. I've already asked him, really? you know, hey, if I ever come up to Poughkeepsie, it's like, could I just put a tape recorder down and talk? And he's like, Man, it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, I know, I'd love to talk, but I don't want anything on tape. And I was like, okay, I respect that. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe you have better luck than I will. Well, I remember when Steve Young used to do shows. What does that tell you? 
Uh, probably before I went to pinball shops. Yeah. <laughs> he used to do Allentown religiously. He, he did Expo. And, he was at Expo. In the early, early days. Early, yeah. early days, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. And then all of a sudden, just, nope, no need. He could talk about parts for hours on end. Yes. Oh, and uh, how to get your right part number for everything that you need to buy from him. You have to buy the manual from me first. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> hey, we can rag on that. We can rag on that all day long. But, yo, here we're talking about repairs. Have a manual for oh, everything please. you yes. have. Just always do. Because it's yes. people who fix them. It's great. And second, I don't care how many times you tell me you have it on your phone or on your laptop. That shit sucks. A real manual is great. Big print. You can look and touch and feel. It's Especially EMs. Yes, absolutely. Especially EMs. I will say I, I always preferred PBRs. So even for a WPC game, I, I would like getting a manual from PBR because his manuals were spiral bound, unlike the original. Yes. So they're actually yeah. much yeah. easier to use than the originals yes. are. I totally agree with that one. Totally agree. Totally. But yeah, that's uh, those are those are some fun repairs. I don't have any fun repairs going on, really. What? What? <laughs> I'm working on a I'm working on a, a surf champ for a customer right now, which is it's it's quite nice. It's a it's a decent surf champ. For some reason, someone desecrated it by uh, spray painting the front of the cabinet in the front of the head blue. Um, but otherwise, it's a pretty decent game. It had a really interesting Wicco. We don't trust the people that fix the game with money kit installed into it. It had these two gigantic funnels under the coin mechs that would then empty into a large coin safe that was mounted underneath the game. So the person that had the keys to the coin door to service the game would not be able to access the coins without another key, which is neat because I've seen those in Wicco catalogs for years. And then I finally see one in real life. You're like, huh, okay. Personally, I have a huge pile of games I need to work on shit. When I went to Allentown <laughs> last year, I bought two games. and What? Where's those games? I bought a Jungle Princess, uh, which has been on my list forever, mm. and a High Hand. Okay. I think it's High Hand, or whatever the other version. It's a High Hand. It's not the addable. Um, I haven't not even touched Captain it. Card. Not Captain <laughs> Card. But I need to fix that game. I love both of those games. But... Yeah, otherwise, I just need to start working on projects. All my projects now, all my games that work on location, they work. Every game that I have at home mostly works. I've got big projects I need to do. I have a Dolly Parton that I need to do the whole thing. My Sea Witch project, which I've been projecting for seven years or six years. Don't talk about that. Yeah, (laughs) but I've got a Baywatch I think I'm finally going to start working on. Mark Mandeltort, the fellow who owned Marco, sold me his Baywatch a year or so ago, and uh, it has a bad DMD. I was working through all my parts, my boxes of spare parts, and I found a DMD that was marked like 2014 good, question mark. Um, And that's better than the one that I know that doesn't work in the game. Um, And then when I was at the Golden State Pinball Festival, I bought another giant DMD that was known working. So now I have two. Yeah, Yeah, so you're on your way. I'm on my way. But yeah, Baywatch, uh, definitely one of my favorite That's silly game. games. It's yeah. a very good game. It's got a shark flipper. I know. Can't be <laughs> a shark flipper. God. Every game needs a shark flipper or a jumbo flipper now. Um, sure. <laughs> um, New title yeah. of the show, Jumbo Flipper. Maybe the game I'm working on needs to have a jumbo flipper. 
Hey, if anyone has a, a jumbo flipper and can model it in 3D so I can print it, please email these guys. <laughs> uh, and then I'll make that happen. Yes. Amazing. It is amazing. You know what's also amazing? Our show. Our show is amazing, Bruce, isn't it? It is. Kyle, what would you like to plug? Oh, goodness. I'd like to plug uh, the live stream that I do for Marco Pinball Thursdays at 3 p.m. most of the time. We do Pintech Live, where I will teach you things about fixing pinball machines. And also, I appreciate it when people ask me questions. Um, I can try to help you answer them as well. Yeah, it's fun. And also, the company I work for, Marco Pinball, we try to keep pinball stuff in stock. And if you ever wanted to ask or had a sample of something that you'd like to see come back to life, I very much appreciate those. And you can email me. Can I give my email? Yes, sure you can. Kyle at MarcoPinball.com. K-Y-L-E. Super easy. I accept samples. I love them. And I will work with you to try to get things uh, remade as best as I can. Uh, Yeah. Was that an okay plug or was that? Oh, totally. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) We give give everyone a chance to plug. If you want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. We'd love to have you. I wasn't that boring. You guys weren't falling asleep? Nope. Not at all. No. I wonder if we'll ever see a flipper innovation. Last subject, flipper innovations. What, what else can happen to the, the, the flipper we've known and loved for so long to, to change it up? Does it need to be changed? It's been around for 50 years. Uh, no banana flippers. Don't do that. No banana flippers, no lightning flippers. Just keep it. Uh, lightning, lightning flippers are fine. Uh, it's a little harder. Uh, 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 zipper I flipper. Know. I'd love to see a zipper flipper come back. There you go. Yeah, actually, hey, let me plug that. If anyone has a zipper flipper mech, I would absolutely love to get my hands on one to reverse engineer as much as I possibly can. Nice, yes. I'd like to see those parts become available again because they are not long for this world. (laughs) Well, Mr. Ron, give it a spiel. We are the Slam Till Podcast. This has been episode 187. Again, we can be reached at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.slamtillpodcast.com. Look in the upper right-hand corner for all our wonderful links. Uh, I stream every once in a blue moon. Blue, blue moon. (laughs) Blue moon. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, whenever I get my Godzilla, or maybe, you know, maybe I'll have to cancel my Godzilla now. After that whole, the great concession. I yes, just, I, I can't get that now. <laughs> I'll take his order spot. No, Zach, no, no, no. Forget <laughs> it, forget it. No, no, no. Do not take my order spot. <laughs> when, whenever I get the Godzilla, I was going to do some kind of um, stuff you should do to this game type video. Something mm-hmm. a little different than the typical unboxing video. Thanks to everybody out there. Thanks to all the usual people. Hi, hi, Isaac. Fun with bonus. Hi, Hello. Steve. Everyone in the uh, cluster thread. I saw a lot of people on the stream for Twitch, you know, with Jeff Teolis, Steve Bowden, a lot of regulars, and nice job playing. Everyone, congratulations. 64 players. Very cool time. It'll be expanded to 80-something next year. Yes, it will be. Maybe I'll make it. No, I won't. No, it'll never happen. No, you won't. No, I won't. Okay. <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> uh, thanks, Kyle, for joining us. Thank you, Kyle, coming Thank on. You. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. And uh, I'm sorry to everyone I've greatly offended by saying I don't like Whitewater or don't understand why everyone likes Whitewater. And I scrapped a Quicksilver. So I'm sorry. Over two. (laughs) (laughs) Three strikes, you're out, buddy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
Well, until next time, see y'all later. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Eric Stone, 2022 IFPA 17 champion. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Ready. All right. He's ready. He's opening it up, yeah. man. He's he's pounding him down before we even start. <laughs> no, no, just the second one. That's all. Okay. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host. Oh, oh I screwed up. Fail. Oh. Wow. 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 Damn it. How many times hey. have you done that? Uh, uh, 180 100. something, or probably 190. Not including screw ups. Hold on. I feel I would be remiss if you didn't consult the. Try it. Whenever I pause, that means I fucked up, and I'm going to edit that part <laughs> out. <laughs> well, thank you, Kyle, for coming on. I hope you no, had a good thank- time. I very much had a good time. I was very, very anxious. No, um, if you notice, we're it's just, the show is just you see now exactly how this show goes, and it just it just free flows. It really does. It's just it's free, free flowing, free balling. It's free, yeah. balling. free balling. I like free that. <laughs> nah, <Yeah>. it's free, <laughs> free, <I'm> free balling, <laughs> free balling. Yes, how free balling. balling. I like that. Yes. See? I like that. <laughs>